preparing your lawn for summer. We're talking today with Doug Soldat, Extension Turfgrass Specialist and Professor in the Soil Science Department, University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I'm Lori Kolb. Doug, what should people be thinking about when it comes to lawn care? Well, it's been a cold, wet spring this year, so we're a little bit behind schedule for most of the state, which means that there's still time to apply crabgrass preventer. If you've had crabgrass problems in the past, it's a weed that germinates in when soil temperatures reach between 55 and 65, and that's about where we are now in Madison. So timing is right about now, but if we wait any longer, we're going to miss that window. Other than that, though, fertilization is coming up around the corner. We like to say fertilize your lawn around Memorial Day and Labor Day. What should people do if they see damaged sections of lawn? Yeah, really common issue in the spring is to deal with those thin damaged sections. I like to take a wheelbarrow or five-gallon bucket full of topsoil and then another package of seed, rake up the dead area, scratch the soil, put down the new topsoil, sprinkle some seed on top of it, and then rake that new mix again. Step on it with your foot to uh, get good seed-to-soil contact, apply some mulch, and then try to keep it uh, moist, usually by watering it lightly two to three times a day. And what types of lawns should we be growing here? Yeah, the best grasses for Wisconsin are Kentucky bluegrass and any of the fine fescues. And there's a group of five fine fescues, uh, strong creeping red fescue, slender red fescue, chewing's fescue, hard fescue, sheep's fescue. They're all about the same. Um, but a mixture of Kentucky bluegrass and those fine fescues is the best lawn for most of Wisconsin. What about weed-free lawns? How do we get those? There's, you know, we see clover, we see dandelions. I have a hierarchy of weeds. To control clover is the best weed. It provides nitrogen for the lawns. And actually, if you go back into the, in the 1920s, 1930s, Scots was selling Kentucky bluegrass and clover in the same bag. And because the clover provides a, a lot of nice nitrogen for the Kentucky bluegrass, which means you don't have to fertilize it. So, and we're experimenting with that again. So I think we're, we'll see that on the shelves again, Kentucky bluegrass and clover on purpose. Crabgrass is the worst one because it creates bare soil in the spring and the fall. It's a warm season grass that only grows in the summer. And so what, that means you have bare soil that can be eroded and run off and can pollute our lakes. Dandelions are kind of middle of the road. They don't cause a lot of environmental issues. People don't like the look of them. They're an in indication that your lawn is thinning out though. And so if you fertilize two times a year, our Research has shown you can keep dandelions at bay by keeping your lawn thicker, which is good for the environment. What about Creeping Charlie? Creeping Charlie is one of the toughest weeds to control, but most of the time we see people with Creeping Charlie problems when they have heavily shaded areas. So ground ivy or Creeping Charlie is a, a shade-loving plant, and turf grass hates shade. So the best time to control it is when it's flowering in the spring and then around the first hard frost in the fall, sometime around Halloween. And an herbicide, a conventional herbicide called triclopyr is the best for Creeping Charlie. But if you do have shade, it's going to come back uh, year after year and it's, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. Let's talk a little bit about mowing lawns. Uh, first of all, grass clippings, bag or spread them? Oh yeah, absolutely. Return those grass clippings to the lawn. They, they act as a fertilizer application. Uh, a lot of the new mower blades are really good at mulching them up into really small bits. Um, that said, keep your mower blades sharp. So sharpen them uh, at least once a year. 
I have two more blades so I can quickly switch one out if I hit a rock or something and that gives me some time to, to sharpen the, the spare one and get it loaded up. But that's the most important thing you can do is mow with a sharp blade. How high should you mow your lawn? Mowing height is really important too. And uh, there's a temptation to mow your lawn lower because you, you get good density and it looks really nice and smooth, but it's actually uh, worse for the plant. You have shorter roots and you have chance for more, more damage. So I like to mow my lawn almost as high as the lawn mower will go. Um, three and a half inches is sort of what our research says is, is ideal for having the healthiest lawn. And that means keeping weeds out and also so um, staying green longer without any irrigation. How often do you mow your lawn? Yeah, this is another really important uh, uh, outcome of, of research that's been done is it's really important to mow your lawn frequently. Uh, if you allow your lawn to get too long, we call it scalping, when you cut off too much at one time, it damages the plant and, uh, and allows for uh, weeds to come in. So we call it the one-third rule, which is never mow more than one-third of the, of the leaf off at any one time. The more frequently you mow your lawn, the more healthy your lawn is going to be. We've been talking with Doug Soldat, Extension Turfgrass Specialist and Professor in the Soil Science Department, University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I'm Lori Kolb.